0: Wardcast episode 242, go! Go! I'm Dylan Vento, and I'm rejoined by Nelson W. Johnson. Hi, hello. Hello. How are you doing this fine day, Nelson? I'm swell. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, uh, and we're also joined by a very special guest, uh, Abby Russell
1: from GiantBomb.com.
2: Hello, thank Ooh. you for having me. Of
1: course, You can't see it. Our live crowd is going nuts. Yeah, they're just <laughs> freaking out.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. We got a permit to have so many people here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're breaking I a few. I think it's laws. gonna be worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're
1: just in the WWE Thunderdome. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which if you haven't seen a picture, it's dumb.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but I'll look it up later. Yeah.
1: Is uh is are they
0: are they following i'm not no you know what no i'm not doing wrestling talk right no, now we're abby not, how are you how are God. you doing
2: i'm doing well thank you for asking it's a beautiful it's sunday and i'm happy to be here
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah it is. yeah <laughs> yeah just freaking yeah is 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 quarantine going okay for you
2: you know it's like a lot of big changes every day um i just rented an office space to work from and that's been a really nice change of pace it's been nice to get out of the house and nice yeah. to have just like a workspace that i can then leave when i'm done working but, you know, I mean, a lot of bad things are going on right now. <laughs> so I, I really I'm thankful for what I have and just trying to make the best of it. That's great. Nice.
0: Um, uh, so so I, I'm sure it's also been just a, a huge adjustment for just GB content in general. Right. Like, I think there was just kind of like a big like, oh, God, OK, we have to do everything remote now. Like, let's let's figure this out. Like, how, how is that? Doing, doing the logistics for that.
2: You know, it's like I feel like when we first started in lockdown, it was very much like, well, everyone just do home streams and stream individually and just like stream all the time basically was our method. But then once we kind of settled into it, and we're like, hey, we're going to be here indefinitely. It's now gotten a little more towards like, let's make a little more curated stuff. Let's try to get stuff to people together as groups. Um, actually go back to like prepping games and like looking and playing games. It's not just on stream. Um, and just doing more stuff off camera, basically. But we're still figuring it out. I think we're sort of hitting, like, a new phase of our quarantine content. But, yeah, it's all kind of wild. (laughs) Is there, like,
0: any sort of, like, okay, we have to plan – we're planning this much ahead to, like, this many months out, and then by this point it surely should be over with or something like that?
2: No. I mean, it's more of, like, a weekly thing. It's also – we know from CBS, they've already told us, like – Pretty much no one's going back in the office through at least January. So we like know through the end of the year, like we're not going to go back. Um, so it's really just like, you know, we, we have a few talks about like, what are we going to do for game of the year? We had some talks about like E3, but even E3 was gone. So we just sort of yeah. like watch the press conferences. Like there's, it's also just like the stuff that we would have for events no longer exists. Like we don't have packs, we don't have E3. So it's sort of just figuring all of that out um, kind of as we do it. But we sort of run like a weekly schedule where we have like general things, a general weekly stream schedule we do, and then like the start of the week we talk about like, hey, what do we want to check out this week, or what do we want to play this week, or show this week, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you you say there's no packs, but I mean there is technically packs online. It's like happening as we're I, recording. Yeah,
2: I guess that's true. Sorry to diss packs like no, that. I, I, but... don't, I don't. I don't
0: think <laughs> it's a diss. I just I think it's interesting because I think everyone is having to like. I mean, Nelson, I don't know if you saw like Magfest just got canceled, canceled so it's like canceled we're, yeah. we're at least like mm-hmm. up to january it's like confirmed no nothing said which is obvious at this point i think mm-hmm. for for a lot of folks but like uh it's interesting that they're setting up a pax to like replace west and then unplugged in australia but then also it's like okay well what happens when pax south happens in january <laughs> mm-hmm. or what happens when we get to you know late winter early spring with pax east like it it's it's interesting i mean i think it's also reflective like how you guys are planning your content it's like everyone's just kind of like well we're just gonna you know we're laying the tracks down as the train moves and we're gonna Mm -hmm. see we are see what happens next
2: yeah for sure yeah
1: and i'm kind of curious um both from a from a gb perspective and like a Oh man, I hate that I'm gonna do say this. A competitive <laughs> analysis perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Got my SWAT chart right here. Yeah, yeah. Just if you'll just look at this whiteboard. <laughs> um, is there is there anything that you or the rest of the team are seeing? Is like, hey, here are the trends of how content is being created, and here's something that nobody's really paying attention to that you're kind of like leaning into.
2: Wow. I feel like y'all really give Giant Bomb too much credit <laughs> about planning ahead. <laughs> or even we like, fun.
0: might. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We just, you know, we make what we want to make. and We do what we want to do. And like there is like we have people who are like our business people who encourage us to do, you know, more things or less things. But it's we really just get to do whatever we want. And I don't think anyone's I think we're focused less on like what are other people doing? What's working for them? And more just like what do we want to do? What seems fun? What kind of content? do we think our audience would like that we would also enjoy? Because I think that's at the end of the day is like what is most effective is like, hey, this is something I enjoy. This is something I would watch. This is something I'm excited to do or excited to play. Because I think the audience can generally tell when like people are not into it. Um, So I feel like it's more just about like, hey, let's do the thing we find fun and interesting and like do it as best we can or like get a fun group of people or whatever it is. But it's less about like trying to find the best SEO. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think
0: it's also about that buy-in, right? Like I think like Giant Bomb has been around for so long that it like mm. like I think th- there's there's inherent trust, like audience trust. It's like I'm here for the people, I'm here for the stuff. Like I I think I think there's like this great kind of like uh uh kind of like through line of like I know a lot of people especially on the development side that i was introduced to through giant bomb whether it's through the Mm. east 3 show or things like that it's like rami or uh, tons of people tons of people it's like oh i now know of this person uh because of gb because there is that inherent trust of like i trust these folks to like curate for me and and aim aim me in the right direction um but yeah like i I also was seeing it's like oh i bet it's like kind of like we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see how it works. But it's interesting you bring up business people too, because uh, I mean, I, is it is it as simple as like someone walking in being like, guys heard of this Fall Guys game? Here it's pretty big. Do you want to check out maybe this Fall Guys thing?
2: No, it's more just like people who encourage us to be like hey you all have like a clips channel let's make sure we're using it for the beast cast clips stuff like that or like hey like let's make sure the thumbnails are all put in place like stuff like that (laughs) it's not that interesting it's really also not a thing that affects us or at least me in my position that much i think the people who are higher up deal with it a little more directly um but yeah for the most part we just do what we want nice which is very nice freedom
0: yeah that's a that's that seems like a great (laughs) place to be especially within the uh i guess the viacom cbs i guess is what, <laughs> what you're all are now a part of
2: yes yeah i think it's still cbs interactive i don't know if it's viacom <laughs> cbs interactive i had this question the other day and i uh, didn't get a good answer so i'm not sure <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> i'm sure someone knows you. but
2: yeah basically <laughs> yeah
1: i will say i think um just really quick i think secretly i always want the answer to be we just do whatever we want
2: like every time i
1: ask that it's just like (laughs) all right well you go to you go to twitch and it's either people are playing the the biggest game at the point or somebody who's not getting a ton of numbers is just doing what they want yeah but i I do completely agree with you like you just do it you do what makes you have fun and then people will jump onto that yeah
2: yeah because i think also people can see through it when you are like Trying to pander to an audience, you know, and like we definitely do like, hey, this new game came out. Usually it's something we want to check out or we find the people who do want to look at it. We do try to cater to like, oh, this stuff is coming out. It's coming down the pipeline. Like, let's make sure we check it out now because it's new. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually still people who are enthused about it, you know.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> we are we're talking about it uh, a little bit in the the, the pre-recording about how like kind of how you view uh i'm curious how how you view like giant bomb is like or yourself within giant bomb as like a critic kind of because i mean like you look, you look at things like like the beast cast that you're on or or any other giant bomb podcast where it's like all right i'm gonna talk about a game i've been playing recently and here are my feelings on it and it's is it to you like a a, a thing of like like i think an example this uh, this was like months ago i think but i remember you bringing up was it Wide Ocean Big Jacket? I always forget the name mm-hmm. of that that game. Sure, but, yeah. But like that's a very like that's a very narrative focused game, um, and I'm always curious to, like people's approaches to like okay, how do I look at a narrative? How do I look at a game that isn't like a traditional kind of game? Uh, is it always like you come on, you play a game, you come on the show and be like, all right, these are my like immediate thoughts of it, or it's like, hey, I want to break down like maybe how this narrative works or does it work for me, or is it just is it a lot oh, of gut reaction stuff?
2: Wow, um, that's an interesting question. I think for me, at least personally, I usually, like, uh, having this job has changed how I communicate with games and how I play games and how I talk about games. Um, And I think that I can no longer... Aside from like certain games that I've played a zillion million times, like I can no I can longer, no longer play games. a game <laughs> I mean, to a certain degree. Like I can no longer play a game and just have my brain shut off and be like, I'm experiencing a game. Like it's always going to be through a lens of like, OK, what's working? What's not working? Why isn't it? What is the social commentary here? Like, how am I going to talk about this? So like whenever I'm playing, it's sort of framed through that a lot of the time. Um But I think when I go to talk about it, I don't necessarily see myself as a critic. I see myself as a video producer and more of like a comedian, I think. Sure. um, An entertainer. Mm -hmm. So I just try to be honest about how I'm feeling about it and what I like about it or dislike about it. And I I think I also just try, you know, it's like such a learning process to figure out how to speak critically about anything, but like games especially. So I just try to figure out like what is worth talking about, what's not worth talking about, like what is actually relevant here. But I can only... You know be honest about my relationship with it um i don't know if that answered your question at all really, yeah. a little
0: bit i'm also curious like you said like you, you it's hard to turn your brain off which i think anyone that like it tries yeah. to either either listens to enough content where people like talk about games in such a way or try to talk about games in such a way themselves um does that like break any sort of like can you not like have a casual talk with like just a friend that's like hey i'm really into this like i love the new call of duty and they're just like sitting there trying to like <laughs> reserve yourself try to like not spill all your thoughts about it no
2: those are my favorite conversations i love talking to people who are in the gaming industry about games it's like well only if they don't know i'm in the industry (laughs) like it's less fun when they're like "Ooh, like give me the hot scoop although i do love when my friends text me and are like is this game good because i'm like oh i can actually help you here i feel like i have some like expertise on this just because Mm. it's like what i do um but no i love talking to like normal people about how they play games normally <laughs> i think it's so refreshing and healthy and like always a good reminder to be like yes this is how the majority of people play games and how the majority of people consume content yeah. um and i think that also does shape how i talk about games too like i think giant bomb caters to a very lack of a better word like a very gamer audience like i think the people who listen to our stuff and watch our stuff are like very into games and are up to date on the news and would be with or without us um so I think I do have to cater, you know, I mean, I just speak honestly about my reviews, but I do think it is interesting to talk to people who like don't play games the same way I do or aren't as ingratiated within the community as I am. Um, I don't know. I find that really refreshing.
1: Do you have a favorite thing that somebody who doesn't normally play games might might say and then your eyes just light up and say, oh, let's dig into that?
2: <laughs> no, I don't usually bring up games with people. If like they want to talk to me about games. I'm Like, sure, let's do it. Like, whatever. But I will, there was one time I was like, this is someone I'm friends with now, but this is like when we were like first meeting it's someone I know through comedy. And they were talking to me about, I think it was like Red Dead. Do you remember when all the stuff about like Red Dead was coming out and like the working conditions? Yeah. Yeah. And like, they were like, well, I'm not going to buy the game or play the game because of like the working conditions, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. And I, I basically just had like a more nuanced take on it. And they were like, no, 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 this, this and that. And then like, two days later they're like I'm so sorry I had no idea <laughs> and I'm like it's fine I don't care but it's stuff like that where I'm just like okay interesting you know yeah. like I I enjoy those experiences I think
0: <laughs> well I think that gave like for a lot of people was like a lot of people's first like eye-opening experience in terms of like how to handle mm. that specific type it was like okay how do I how do I balance like the the truth about working conditions in games versus me enjoying this huge AAA game that takes yeah hundreds of person hours to to produce um and i mean like talking to people from like the game unionization stuff and all that like a a lot of a lot of developers are just like well you got to like yes the conditions are terrible or something but if you don't buy the game or if you don't enjoy the game like that's even worse to me as a creator because like then like because a lot of the a lot of their performance or like a lot of their like extra bonuses or like performance based on like how well the game does and then also like oh if i you know <laughs> i worked so hard with through all these grueling hours and then at the tail of it end of it no one's even enjoying the game then it's just like stacked on top of each other um yeah, I did a talk with with subunionization people at MagFest and we were talking about that specific point. It's like, so yeah, should I just not buy a game? And it's like,
2: <sighs>
0: I don't think there's a clean answer to that.
2: <laughs> I don't think it's a clean answer either. I also think it's a thing that at the end of the day, like, yes, I think that putting your money towards or against something is like sure. makes a difference. But I also think at, like corporations just need to change you know right. yeah. like it's a an industry culture that needs to change and i think us as consumers can only take that so far i mean i think maybe us as like media consumers it's a little bit of a different relationship but i think the average consumer if they buy red dead i think most people have no idea what's going on at rockstar <laughs> um i think even us you know we have an, an idea maybe but it's all you know different people's experiences but anyway <laughs> yeah we don't need to talk about <laughs> right, right, unionization right. and games it's I mean, we can, but...
0: I mean, we can. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm certainly not the most equipped to talk about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't feel that way. Nor either. am yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Or
0: it's like the Ubisoft stuff. Like, the Ubisoft stuff, I think, yeah. is also in a, a similar boat. It's like, okay, how do I, how do I handle my media consumption with what's going yeah. on at that company?
2: And I feel like that's also just not even... It's not just a thing in games. Like, I think mm. crunch is a very real thing in games and the crunch culture is very much so. But I think, you know toxic work environments are across all industries forever oh, right. um so yeah, yeah i don't know i think that's a it's a tough conversation
0: yeah or like you know the the traditional hollywood accounting with like special effects studios that like they make they work on a movie and then the movie comes out and then like oh turns out I didn't make enough to pay the special effects studio back and now that studio is closed and oh what really oh, out geez, of work.
2: i hadn't heard about that
0: yeah it's a very like traditional way of like kind of this crunch culture of special effects studios like oh, wow. yeah like Popping up and then collapsing immediately after a movie releases. Um,
2: Brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> a beautiful <laughs> sorry, Sunday. You guys. Sorry to be sorry to be such a downer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on a on a lighter note, <laughs> um, uh, only since you mentioned comedy, Abby, um, mm-hmm. I'm super interested in learning the lenses through which people look at the things they're critiquing um so you said you usually look at things from a from a comedy perspective are there other or you have that sort of background are there other things that inform your your critiques of games
2: um I mean I think for me I try to do just go with like the gut reaction it's also a little bit difficult I think sometimes being in this industry where I can just sort of get games overloaded and I don't necessarily want to play when I need to play something for work um and I think it takes a lot more to get me really invested in a game nowadays um so usually it's like what just what is my investment level with this am i interested to go back and play some more of it um i don't know i mean i think comedy affects it more in how i you know present my reviews but even that i don't do reviews i just talk about games but even that it's more i just i meant um it's through a comedy lens in the sense that like i know i am speaking to an audience when i talk about games um and you know i've learned that like i don't need to be funny all the time but i think there's always this thought of like well you're also here to entertain at the end of the day you know like inform yes but also entertain but i think when i'm you know looking at games critically i think it depends on the game but i think usually it's just like do i enjoy playing this is like the very baseline and like if i do why and if i don't why not um but there's also you know i think a different level to speaking critically about games now where you also talk about like the social impact of games where like It's not just like, hey, is this game good or not? It's also like, how is it affecting people like in the real world? You know, what's the story trying to tell? And is that um, appropriate? I guess.
1: Have you found a game that you feel like is that you would want to put on a platform to say like, hey, this is this has good social impact. This is affecting people in a positive way.
2: Uh, I mean, I can't. I, like, I think there Other are... Other than Fall uh, Guys. I guess I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fall Guys, for sure. Yeah. Um, Amazing like, social commentary. Are, you know, because I don't think any game is perfect. And I think no matter who you talk to, you're going to find people who hate it or love it. And I think... I try to also look at, like, the intent. Um, like, is this using a social stance to sell games or is it trying to tell a different kind of story? And like, are they consulting the people that they're actually talking about within the story when they're telling the story? You know, I think that that is so important. I will say, you know, I love the Sims games and I think the Sims games are not perfect in any way at all. Um, Social, like, as far as like their social stuff, but they do, you know, they have a lot of good stuff with like gender customization, which I really appreciate there. But you know at the same time they also have stuff like all of their like deeper skin tones are just really bad Mm -hmm. like it's usually like custom mods people use to get the nice deep skin tones that don't look really ashy and like gray they're like shockingly like gray as fuck it's weird (laughs) but also like the community has been much more loud about them recently and they are i think they're going to try to fix them that's what they said so it's like uh, you know kind of a long time coming but i do think stuff like the sims they at least try to make the effort they try to listen and fix that stuff where they can but i also think ultimately like you just need more diverse staff to like not overlook that stuff you know
0: yeah. i don't know if yeah. you're as big of a fan as of uh gita jackson's beat on sims mm-hmm. that she's been doing since i think at kotaku but i always yeah like obviously she's a big proponent about about that and showcasing yeah. like where that where that falls short uh I think she also had an article talking about. <laughs> I think it was a mod where you're, I think the headline was like, "You can now." There's now a mod where you can square up with your parents, <laughs> and it was like a kid oh. fighting their their parents yeah. in a mod now.
2: That's pretty good. I, I like also don't love mods. There, I don't know. <laughs> I like support people who like them. It's not for me.
0: Do you yeah. not like them because it's a pain in the ass to to install them, or?
2: I think so. I also think, like, a lot of the cosmetic ones make the game look like Second Life. They're, like, too realistic. I don't like the aesthetics. I also just think, like, I don't know. There's, like, plenty to do in the game. Why do I need a mod? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the mods I use, I think, are generally, like, cheat mods, which just make it so that way I can, like, just sort of ease of use stuff.
0: Okay. Like, beyond, like... Typing in Rosebud and getting a million simoleons <laughs> or whatever. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's like similar to that, but it's just like, oh, you know, normally it caps out at eight people in a household. I'll have a mod that I can have more, you know, okay. usually okay. for like a video feature. Or something, right. Is so that is that what have you have that. to use to
0: murder all of the giant bomb stuff? <laughs> yes, <staff>? exactly. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. I am sure that you are, have talked about this somewhere else, but pro or anti Batu in The Sims?
2: I don't like any crossover in general. <laughs> I don't think Marvel it's versus right. Capcom. I don't dead. think it's natural. I don't like. I don't like Smash Bros. because of it. Like these characters don't belong together. I don't like them. Oh man! I don't like it. I don't like. Em. I mean, I also just don't think Smash Bros. is that fun. But same. I, uh, I like have that game. I've been meaning to check it out. I haven't been able to play it yet. I was going to do that this week, so I can't speak really okay. too much okay. about it because I'm like I haven't played it sure. yet. But I'm like okay, whatever. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> the aesthetics are not like. My favorite thing, like, I have a hard time imagining myself incorporating this, like, weird Star Wars aesthetic into, like, my regular gameplay, but whatever. I also recently learned that it was about, like, the amusement park. Yeah, (laughs) it's like you go to the theme park. Which I had no idea.
1: It's very much like, let's just take Disney World and then put it in The Sims because people are not going to Disney World. Oh, you think you um, think it's that direct? Yeah. Like Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you can go to the the whatever, the shop where you go and buy a lightsaber and just buy a lightsaber. Really? Yeah. It's so weird. It's, it's, it's so funny. It's odd. Yeah. So, of course, I bought it and installed it.
0: God. Dude. You were pl- <laughs> I saw I saw on Discord you were playing the I'm, fucking Sims 4 the other day. I'm and I was like, yeah.
2: what are you doing? do you like it? It's not
1: really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just finding myself <laughs> constantly disappointed by the experiences that I that I lean yeah. into. Yeah. because it's, it's always what i want it to be or it's always it's never what i want it to be it's always something else
2: yeah which for sure.
1: you know life as
0: as someone that played a lot of sims 1 and 2 as a kid i find a really hard time getting into the sims 4 and i think it's the same reason why i have a hard time getting back to like minecraft where it's like oh my god i played so much of this game that it's like you 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 enter a house in the sense you're like, okay, I know the rule set. Like I am i gonna play one of one of several ways. I'm either gonna like uh like try to get as much money as possible and make the biggest house and do all this stuff or like something else. And then I think the last time I played it, I tried to like role play more, where it's like, all right, instead of trying to make the biggest house, let me make the shittiest house. Like, just a small, like, one-bedroom apartment and put this guy in it and make him, like, hate that and, like, not make him progress his profession. And then it just reflected real life so much that then I closed the game. But then, uh, (laughs) yeah, so I don't know. So what gets you, like, to keep coming back to to that game?
2: To The Sims? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think with this job, The Sims is, one, just a game I really enjoy um i also think it's a game i don't have to talk about you know i mean i do because i like it and like new expansion comes out pretty regularly but like i can play that game and my brain can shut off a little bit because i already know what that game is going to offer me like with the exception of when like new packs come out so it's not necessarily a thing i have to constantly be like okay well what's working what's not working what do i like it's just like hey i like it it's comfortable it's fun Mm -hmm. you know i also feel like i go through waves with the sims where like oh i don't play for months and then it's like that's all i play for months sure you know
0: yeah it's like Stardew Valley or other games like that, Animal Crossing. It's like yeah. let's check in and and see how we're doing, and then four days go by.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, unfortunately.
1: <Exactly>. Um, <laughs> uh, do you have you- a that- nope, nope, no you no you go, nope. no you go. Other than The Sims, do you have a a game that you kind of go to that just clicks
2: for you? Um, I really played a lot of. I, like I love Call of Duty games. I think those are another good like shut my brain off, have a lot of fun games. Um, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite lately. I think those are really great. I enjoy that game a lot because it's just like one a fun way to like hang out with my friends, especially now during Covid. But I also just enjoy the gameplay. I like the aesthetics of it. Um, so I think right now for me, it's like probably Fortnite. but I do love the Call of Duty games. I haven't really I like kind of fell off the latest one a little more recently, but mm-hmm.
0: yeah. but but you hate, but you hate franchise crossovers.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't like them in fortnite either <laughs> that's fair I morally just, opposed
1: to them yeah
2: like it's not a, it's not like that i'm like oh i'll never touch this game if they have one it's just more like you know it's not my first choice but whatever
0: sure mm-hmm. sure but, but i'm still gonna play with these hulk hands
2: <laughs> <laughs> no no way i'm a taco lady every day
0: <laughs> Nice, nice uh yeah i remember you talking about i think it was call of duty world war Two. maybe it's when it first came out or maybe mm-hmm. i don't know i played it i placed it i played it when it came out for free on on uh, PlayStation Plus, I think it was earlier yeah. this year. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to recall what you thought of it because I was like I played it and I was like, and that's the first Call of Duty I played in a long, long time since yeah. like maybe Modern Warfare Two or something oh, like that, wow. like like yeah. a long time. Um, and I was just kind of like, huh, okay, we're still. We're still gonna we're still gonna do D Day and all that stuff.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean I don't really care about the wrappings of it so much. Like it's the gameplay I enjoy. You know? Like I think at the end of the day, like I'm not really that drawn into war games in general. (laughs) Like I just like the loop of it. I think it's fun. And I think it's really satisfying when you're doing well.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm playing Titanfall Two. Yeah. There you go. I needed a deathmatch game and I didn't want to buy a new one, so I just reinstalled Titanfall two. And it's great.
2: I have tried playing it. I think I found it like a little overwhelming. Like
1: it's definitely overwhelming.
2: There's a lot going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a,
0: it's got a lot. Especially like I haven't played the campaign yet, but like that multiplayer. Oh, Oh. Oh.
1: Oh. so sorry. It's one of the best campaigns in the last like ten years, especially for a shooter. All right, okay, 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 Nelson. It's about friendship between between a (laughs) A man man and his robot. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the love of his life, a it's robot. Just Iron a- Giant, the the shooter.
0: <laughs> you go, I stay. Mm-hmm. No following. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and then he throws you across a, a chasm. It's a cool a chasm. campaign, is what I'm telling you, Dylan. You should really play. it. Okay, okay. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. He's never gonna play it. I hope not. He's never gonna play it. This is what friendship is for us. We insult each other.
0: I have 500 gigs <laughs> on that PS4 hard drive. It ain't a lot so Mm -hmm, slapping that baby mm -hmm. slapping that game on there Mm -hmm. it's a big ask um abby i'm also kind of curious about uh i don't know i feel like we just keep we're just pelting you with questions so like if you want to if you want to (laughs) divert at all let me know Um, feel free to ask
1: us questions
0: yeah i'm not
2: interested in either of your lives that's fair
0: Fair. (laughs) that's totally fair the cat you can talk to (laughs) the cat
2: oh my god i would love that but
0: (laughs) (laughs) a cat show and tell everyone brings their cat
2: okay (laughs) no i'm I'm happy with the questions. I will say I where I misrepresented myself because I don't want it to seem like I'm like I love talking about social justice and games, but it's more like you can't not talk about it nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I also and think, I think it's so important. many more games have like more and more of like stuff that's just not like white guys shooting bad guys that like you have to talk about. You know what I mean?
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I remember a thing you you brought up like I guess it was Game of the Year like a couple years ago. We were ta- when they were talking about. um god of war the new god of war and the uh the topic of like you know what women's roles play in that game and i think it was a really important conversation like like how do these characters and there's only a few of them in the game and one of them gets you know wife fridged basically at the beginning of the game and that's the impetus to to go forth and play the rest of the game but um yeah i think i think and you said it before like it's just all media now is going in that direction because of just you people are becoming not. more aware, and they have to become more aware. Yeah.
2: I also think you're seeing more, like, different types of people within the media industry and, like, within the people who are, like, actually talking about these games, which is why this stuff is coming up more, you know? Like, I think that somebody who, like, hasn't lived their life through a certain lens maybe won't see why someone else is upset by it, you know? Anyway.
0: Anyway, no, uh, I love it.
2: No, I'm, I'm here yeah. for
0: it. I, I mean, I mean, we are very. We talk about this stuff just constantly on this show. Just because, like, yeah. I mean, we like we did not talk about any of the Ubisoft game coverage. Like, we just talked about everything that was happening at Ubisoft because, like, that's that's I, to me at least. Um, and I don't know if that's just my viewpoint. I'm just pulling Nelson and our other hosts along for I'm the cool ride. i would
1: probably agree,
0: <laughs> but like, it's. uh I don't know. It I feel like at a certain point the 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 social change has to supersede the commerce. Yes. Um I think it's a it's hard for a lot of people to to do that especially I don't know when it comes to coverage or or anything like that. Um I'm also curious what what your thoughts are on game creation in general like if you're interested in all in in that side of things cuz I know like games media and game development are kind of like can very often be two sides of the same coin.
2: Um, I would say not particularly oh, that's fair. <laughs> doesn't have a huge interest in me, uh, for me, I guess. I think, yeah, I don't know. No, um, <laughs> Next I don't know. Question. thanks for making games. Seems like a lot of work seems really hard. Like yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, again, and I will say this every time. Um, thank you for just having a stance and just being like, I don't really want to do that. And then just not <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. As, I mean, I don't know. As somebody
1: who doesn't do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just, I've learned doing enough of these like podcasts and just like speaking on camera and stuff in general, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's okay to be like, yeah, I don't really know anything about this. You know, <laughs> I think that usually gets you into less trouble than being like, Oh, well, let me pretend like I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think for me, like making games seems really cool. It seems really complicated. It involves so many people. And like, it's crazy to me when there are people like, um, is it Lucas Pope who made like the Oberden and all these other like crazy good games that it's like that's one person made this that's wild on top of everything else but i don't know i think it's i'm like yeah i think i'm more interested in the game than like the creation of the game
0: yeah that's totally fair and i'm also i'm always curious like uh audiences thoughts on that um i know you like i think for like one stream once you like had alexandra come on and do like a like a game dev school thing oh, uh sure, i think it was yeah. like with like construct two or something
2: that was like an extra life
0: yeah like, yeah yeah uh and, and it's in and like construct too is like obviously like it it allows for like visual development so it's like oh instead of like having to know programming you can use these little puzzle pieces and put them together and you kind of you get the idea of like how things work but yeah it's 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 interesting because again like giant bomb and other coverage sites can be like a gateway for some yeah. folks to like to understand development like i know like scott benson who worked on night in the woods he's like he's a big giant bomb fan um maybe maybe he would shied at the, the word fan but like he he <laughs> he enjoys giant bomb content and i, I friend of the site yes yeah. <laughs> um all oh right i forgot he's been on on a beast cap before <laughs> uh but like you know it's it's interesting like not everyone comes in whether you're on the media side or the game creation side it's like, it's not like well i only consume what game developers are doing like i only listen to them if i'm game development side or if i'm, I'm on the media site i'm only paying attention to the media folks so like that's interesting
1: I got a, I got a, I got a random one for. It. I'm here for, I'm here for like the, yeah, the hot okay. take questions, the ones that'll <laughs> hopefully not get you in trouble on Twitter. Um, I don't think so, you know what a hot take is. Then I don't, Nelson. I don't.
2: Okay. I'm here right. for the I'm lukewarm for takes.
1: Yeah, great, um, that's my
2: favorite kind of take.
1: <laughs> things that are in games that you you play a game and it just like, oh, this is this is the nugget. This is the thing that I want Ooh. to see more of. What's the thing that you wish were in more games?
2: I I mean, going back to Lucas Pope, I like Return of the Obra Dinn, it's so good. But there's like a certain like puzzly aspect to that game that I think works so well with the story and like a real sense of discovery that I think is also in games like um, The Outer Wilds mm-hmm. that I think like really do it for me where it's like there's a good mix of like logic, like an interesting story and like interesting characters and then also like... The way you encounter it, it doesn't feel like it's being, like, spoon-fed to you, but it doesn't feel like it's so, like, like obtuse that you can't figure it out on your own. Like, I think those really hit, like, a really good balance, I think, both of those. And there's, like, a real sense of discovery in them and a real sense of, like, uncovering the story non-linear, like, non-linearly. Um, So it's, like, you know, it, it makes me feel very immersed in the story, I think, more so than like a game that just is like railroads you through it uh which i still enjoy those for like a more cinematic experience but i think for me like those two games you know i I replayed them both in the past year and both i'm like man these games are killer (laughs) uh
0: yeah i mean like in i i also like those games for their like out of out of game kind of yeah logic it's not like oh here's a puzzle and like all the puzzle stuff is innate to what's on the screen it's like you have to bring your own intelligence to it
2: yeah for sure
0: uh lucas pope uh originally from midlothian Oh, so native native richmonder (laughs) Uh, uh, lucas pope um it's like Richmond suburb right yeah yeah i once i uh i think one of the first stickers i ever saw on vcu campus was just a sticker on a on a telephone pole that said milf lothian and i get i guess go to vcu yes
1: we both did yeah Uh, okay cool yeah we're losers we didn't meet in college though
2: (laughs) i have a friend who went to vcu for their like i think his master's degree okay oh Um, cool i have some family who went to vcu briefly yeah my family's from virginia well some of them or at least they've lived here for a while but
0: yeah a fine state an okay state yeah
2: yeah it's a state it's a state (laughs) it's got you Know stuff, I guess <laughs> it's got it's got
1: stuff. I don't it's know, it's got everything you need uh, fast food restaurants, mm. non fast food restaurants, mm. un- un- unpredictable is weather. It? Yeah, swamp.
0: yeah,
1: A swamp. Would you
2: consider Virginia the South?
1: Great question, thank you. <sighs> I don't know. I think Nova is not the South, and I think that's messed up. Oh, yeah,
2: but I also I, don't I think I Virginia Beach like that's is the up. South.
1: Virginia, I Beach would is consider
2: the Virginia country, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't. Consider it the South. That's you know what I mean. That's interesting distinction. Like, I yeah. think, like, there's like definitely like a deep South versus a South. I think it's like South adjacent, but I think it's more like <laughs> South a yeah. country. I think it has like a country attitude more so than like a Southern attitude. You know? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like South
1: Carolina is Southern, or yeah. Is, yeah, is I would, you know, is I would South. even it's define like North, North Carolina as as Southern. Well, like North Kackalack-y. like What's, the, what's a what's ism Virginiaism?
0: So, was what do you mean? That, like something like only a,
1: Virginia well, people uh, say, or like a yeah? What's something either only people from Virginia say, or like a oh, this is oh, like well, a southern
0: I mean, the, thing? The, the, the classic thing is is how do you pronounce Norfolk?
2: Mm.
1: I but used I mean, to Norfolk. say Norfolk.
0: It's not
2: what but is it's wrong? Nor, it's it is no. Norfolk. Like Norfolk or something weird. Norfolk. Norfolk. Norfolk Hill.
1: Norfolk. Um, Hill. That's how you know if you're from the south.
2: That's where I lived when we when I was born. Well, my family lived in Norfolk. I was born in, I think, Portsmouth. Okay. Oh, cool. Anyway, oh, same general not Get me doxed, but I don't think you can <laughs> we'll really <just> discover <laughs> much <my back-traced> of that. Back <laughs> traced.
0: Place of birth. To...
2: Um, we found the. But birth I, it was like a thing for a long time because we lived in Norfolk. Um, <laughs> I had to be like, oh, I was born in Norfolk, and it's like, how do you say it? I don't know. I'm,
0: I'm sure mean, my girlfriend I, is I somewhere in fast. this apartment yelling at me. You say it fast, <laughs> like Norfolk. Yeah, I love it and Norfolk. And then if you want to be fancy, you can say Norfolk. But I don't think anyone really says
2: Norfolk. And at this point, I say Norfolk, but is that none the, of it. Is it the Boston None influence? of it feels right. No, I think it's just, I think it was probably um, Alex Navarro would yell at me and say, it's, it's Norfolk. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Not that we talk about my birthplace that often, but <laughs> the few times we did. Sure. Um, this is once a week
1: check-in on how you're pronouncing it. <laughs>
2: Yes. All right.
0: So if you want to look at it from like a, a uh, uh, like a geopolitical <laughs> standpoint, all right, the oh, Mason Dixon line is the northern border of Maryland. So the northern, so the Pennsylvania yes. Maryland border is the Mason Dixon line.
2: It is like south-ish, but it's definitely not the deep south. It's not New Orleans, no. and I, I that's why I think it's more country because like we got sweet tea, we got like what else? You Biscuits. Know? Uh, we love more country sweet attitude. Tea. Um, it's Hospitality. also like. Hospitality, the hospitality friendly people on the streets sure um, on occasion yeah yes <laughs> i think a more centrist uh you know. <laughs> yes. Like politics yes
1: though
0: it's becoming um, more and more a blue state it's it's yeah, pretty blue at this point um the uh i'm curious y'all d- y'all uh there <laughs> it you, is virginia you, yeah there yeah. it is i
2: say that's, y'all but yeah. Okay. That's yeah, country. Y'all's yeah, country. exactly. Y'all's exactly. Country.
0: It's also I'm I'm terribly broken cuz my mom's side is from West Virginia, so it's like it's it's impossible oh. for me to tell. Like, which we can agree, West Virginia is the south. Like <laughs> <laughs> we could argue about this, but what, like Appalachia is the South.
2: All right, yeah. But I also think okay, this is a real divergence. Do you guys know? Um. Oh God, what's his name? The yodeling kid. I forget his name.
1: It's, kid. Like it's like Mason. something like Ma- Yeah. What?
2: Something. I I love him. It's like Mason Ramsey or something. Mason
1: Ramsey. It's your. Anyway, to I Ramsay? love
2: him. Big fan. It's love the Walmart him so much. yodeling kid. Um, but he, like, he is, like, country, country, country. He's, like, a yodeler. He's got, like, cowboy boots all the time, big old belt buckles. He's from outside of Chicago. Like, I think that's my thing is, like, country is, like, just Midwest sometimes, you know? Mm. And I think Virginia maybe has a little bit of that.
0: Country is a state of mind. Exactly. (laughs) Is
2: is what I'm
1: hearing. Country isn't a place, (laughs) it's a people. (laughs) How many many other tropes can we say?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, love Mason Ramsey. You guys should have him on the podcast next.
1: Oh, definitely. I'll reach out. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go well. Just have an hour and a half of him
0: just yodeling. Actually, yodeling. this picture of him on his Wikipedia page is is him. He has a gold chain that just says Mason on it, and then he's wearing <gasps> a Johnny Cash shirt, and it's very... Oh, I know exactly
2: what this picture's from. <laughs> he did this YouTube video. It's the most insane YouTube video I've ever seen. Uh, my friend Grace Bruxner sent it to me. She's okay. a, also a big... Ramsey fan. Um but <laughs> she head. sent it Yeah, exactly. Um but it's this video of this like YouTube channel that is just owned by this like jewelry store, like this high end jewelry store, and they just make celebs custom jewelry and then like have like viral videos about it. And they make him one and he's like this thirteen year old boy in a jewelry store and he does not give a shit at <laughs> all. And this guy is like trying to cater to him, be like, It's cool, so we like made this thing for you, whatever and like mason ramsey's just, like trying not to yawn the whole time it's so good it's the most insane video i've ever seen it's i love it it's
1: wild i've been i don't understand rich people and i'm i'm I starting know. to I just it. learn that
2: <laughs> so
1: caveat i might also not understand people. <laughs> caveat, people. i'm rich <laughs> caveat oops i am loaded um <laughs> i've been watching a lot of outing myself uh real housewives of new york um
2: Fun. and I support this
1: great it is a mess it's phenomenal yeah. i think money does something to people's brains
2: oh it fully rots your brain like it's it, so i weird. think it really does i think it makes you have no perspective on anything in the world and i think it like absolutely rots people's brains especially like, old money oh, oh yeah. yeah for sure like i think if you're born into it that does something to you i also think if you like get a ton of it very quickly i think yes. that does something to you especially because i think like people change how they interact with you one which i think rots your brain but also you have like people who work for you now you know like i think it's so toxic i don't know i love celebrity culture and like rich people culture i find it so fascinating but i was watching the Katy perry documentary recently because Mm. we got a free code with work and it was also like it just felt like Katy perry propaganda you know what i mean (laughs) Yeah, where it's just like a ton of people like love it's like Adele being like hey I'm Adele like oh my gosh she writes a hit tune you know and it's just like that's all the documentary is (laughs) thank you so much um but like anyway it's also like Everybody around Katy Perry, it just it really struck me that like everyone was employed by Katy Perry. Like they're all working for her. And it's just like such a fascinating thing. Like even her like sister works for her. And I'm like, that must like do something to your brain that like cannot be good. And also at a certain point, I'm spoiling the documentary for everybody now. I like just watched it, (laughs) so I'm like hyped on it. (laughs) But like she goes through a divorce with Russell Brand in the middle of it, and they really don't they cover it in a weird way in the documentary. Again, it's propaganda, but She is, like, crying, like, sobbing immediately before a show. And nobody knows that she's, like, divorcing her husband. So it's, like, all of her staff, like, clearly not being there to be, like, hey, are you okay? It's, like, her manager being, like, so should I tell them that, like, like another 15 and then you go up? Or, like, it's, like, clearly people, like, do not give a shit about her well-being but, like, kind of seem like they try to. I don't know. It's just, like, I think that kind of thing, like, must really do something to your psyche that, like, must be so hard to be a normal person after that you know what i mean yeah i do
0: i I do there has to be some 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 amount of like compartmentalization of just like you know there's a there's a part of me that people interact with that is like no longer my persona or something like a public persona i mean like i'm sure you have to deal with this not being rich but also like just being a a publicly facing person and sure, just having like like a
1: brand yeah i mean it's like
2: not to the same degree because i don't think i have like yes people you know what i mean like when i think like when you get to a certain level of celebrity, I think it's probably really hard to find people who will like be like, hey, shut the fuck up. You're being annoying. Yeah. Um But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think being a public figure is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that like parasocial relationship is weird. And I think it's made me very self-conscious of like the people I have it with, you know, and I think it's really put into perspective uh like celebrities for me. Yeah. Yeah. Would you. Not would- that they weren't beforehand, but. Yeah. What? Yeah. But what were you saying?
1: Um, would you like to talk about that any more than Oh, that?
2: I don't really care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's just because you said that um para para
2: parasocial para social
1: relationships yes. are interesting and I was just curious like
2: I, they are, right?
1: If you if you wanted to expand on that or if we could just talk about Oh, sure. A I, different mean, I Real think like
2: <laughs> Well, I think when you're like a public figure online, especially with my job, we're like 90% of my job in front of the audience at least is just being me or being a heightened version of myself and just like hanging out and doing the shit and like having a conversation right so i think with that comes the mindset and like people also ingratiate me and like my coworkers into their lives in a way that's like hey i'm doing my work and they're playing in the background which can feel like they are a part of this friendship but it's like i don't know them you know which is like fine and i'm happy to meet people at like conventions and whatnot but i think it's also just a thing that like you know, I I think uh, also with having a job that is so online, it makes me much more accessible than like Sandra Bullock or something. You know what I mean? Mm. And yes, I am comparing myself to Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> but like, I think with that, like accessibility also creates more of that feeling of like, hey, we know each other. Like we have a conversation when it's like, it's really not much of a conversation though, right? Like at most, I say something and then a bunch of people yell back at me. Um, but that's not really a conversation um yeah I don't know does that yeah but, yeah
1: that yeah. that yeah. explains it I I, I kind of <laughs> just wanted to a know what you meant um but B, I kind of know your stance on it
2: yeah I mean I'm like you know I'm very thankful to the audience I think I also always try to remember there's like the silent majority I try to remember how I consume most media which is where I love it deeply I maybe I probably like talk with my friends about it and then I probably never post anything about it online ever in my life, you know? And like, I think most people consume media like that. So it's like, I always try to remember that when like a bunch of people are yelling at me or like even vice versa where it's like, Hey, this is like a vocal minority, um, who are still, I think important and create a lot of cool stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm very thankful to the audience. Um, it's it's fun, I think, also during quarantine and during COVID to have what feels like more of a social outlet with work, which is really nice. Um, even when I'm doing solo streams, it still feels like, you know, not just me sitting alone in a room playing a game, even though that's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Nice. But anyways, Virginia is not the South, and I think okay. that... <laughs> It's absolutely not the South. Mid-Atlantic, I'll, I'll accept, but not the South. Mm. Oh, okay.
2: Mid-Atlantic, okay. yeah, it is like Mid-Atlantic, but like who calls anything Mid-Atlantic nowadays? You know what I mean?
0: No comment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, just, I just, I just, need this, Abby. I just need this delineation <laughs> just in my mind. No, just that's
2: fine. It's country.
1: Yes, it's country. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, gold, gold nuggets. Let's talk about gold nuggets again. Cause now I'm cool. what? Cause so the gold nugget of like, hey, this thing is really cool. It's so when you mentioned exploration being oh. like, oh, sure, love this. What's the opposite of that? What's like a the rotten nugget? Oh. What's a kryptonite nugget that you're just like gold. Please do not do this.
2: Something that does not work for me, I think, is when Other there is like <laughs> crossovers. Big one. um I think stuff I, like a couple of things. I think. Things that have too many mechanics up top, things that want me to, like, read a whole instruction booklet, like, getting into the game is, like, no. I also think sometimes, uh, this is maybe more of, like, a me thing than that game, but, like, games like Overwatch that have, like, here are a whole plethora of characters for you to choose. You have everything unlocked with them. You can just pick it and, like, you just got to figure it out there's too much of a learning curve that I'm not interested in like ingratiating, ingratiating myself into before I even know if I like the game or not. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to have to learn what every character does and figure out which one I like before I even know if the game is right for me. Um, is sort of how I feel like I, I like things. I don't want like the slowest drip feed in the world, but I want like a little bit of like an introduction to the game before I have to like do a bunch of research on it.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think there's and I'm happy you said that because i really can't stand avengers right now for that exact reason oh really yeah Yeah. but it's just um i mean you're fine you're fine (laughs) (laughs) i've heard some
2: more things i've heard it's like it's okay it's yeah it's it's fine should have been maybe a 40 dollars game but it's fine
1: yeah exactly it seems weird that it's like that plus here are all of the systems that we could possibly put into one game plus here are all of the pop-up windows for you to read to learn how to play this game 50% 50% of the way into the campaign oh yeah this is weird
2: yeah that that is weird yeah I have heard that like they tutorialize things like after you've been playing a, like a character for like hours and hours yeah it's like why am I still seeing <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> sounds interesting sounds like a lot of fun let me tell you it's <laughs> mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah I don't know I think I think that game makes a lot of assumptions on on people's inherent
1: knowledge it's like everyone's played destiny right here you go it's destiny with the superheroes up until like last year, I had also not played Destiny, so I was not into this like games as a service
2: oh, concept. Sure. I'm like getting more and more into them, and I'm they're fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think when they work, it's really good. Yeah, there's That's just why something Fortnite's about So it.
2: good, uh, it's free, but also I've spent like forty dollars this month on stupid <laughs> skins. <laughs> uh. Love Fortnite. I bought a chicken skin on it recently and I really love it.
1: Like is it is like a, a full body chicken suit?
2: It's a full body chicken. Got a fucked up chicken face, got an Hell egg backpack, yeah. got a whisk <laughs> as like the breaking down Malay materials thing. thing. Wow. And then I have it has like a chicken that you ride um instead of a parachute. It's, it's great. Fucked
0: up. I love yeah, it. That's why I like it. Has yeah. has a child <laughs> on its back. It's using it yeah. another person as it shoot yep. Fortnite
1: is a horror game now. I it's... love
2: Fortnite. I want the freakiest characters in Fortnite. I don't like the characters just look like real people.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Boring. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. What's That's the, it... the banana is the closest to Ooh. normal that is freaky. Is that true?
2: Yeah. What?
1: Well, I just see the banana. <laughs> That's on the scale of normal person to fucked up Freak. egg chicken person. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's banana somewhere in the middle or closer to the I'd say freak.
2: banana's somewhere in the middle where it's like the cute monster. Right? Yes. You got like the middle of like cute monsters. And then you like on the far end, you got like the people that just look like Dreamworks characters. Fine, <laughs> sure. dull, yeah. who gives a shit? Right. Then you go in, you got like the Hulk and like Marvel characters, whatever. And then you got, you know the cutesy stuff the banana although sometimes the banana can be a little freaky doesn't have the peel whatever it's peely is his name and then you got like the fucked up freaks like this taco lady who's got like big eyes and has a taco head and like kind of a sexy body um and then like a hot dog man who's like on the like in between monster and cute and then you got the chicken i want the like the real (laughs) freaks at the end that's my my dream for uh skins
0: this taco lady is fucked up
2: she is. I love her so much. She, uh, she's <laughs> incredible. She's rocking these
1: overalls, though.
2: She looks so good. Um, But also, she has, like, so when you're downed in Fortnite, you're, like, crawling on your hands and knees, and there's, like, a like the Fortnite ass, which is where, like, all the characters have, like, amazing butts. Hell and, like, yeah. this fucked up taco face just has, like, a really good ass. <laughs> so it's like she's crawling on all fours, and it's like, well, all right. Guess I'll enjoy the view. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so really, I was just waiting how long it was going to take for this podcast to divulge into talking about ass of video game characters Horniness. so hell yeah
2: <laughs> all right an hour in seems pretty good <laughs> yeah, yeah i googled yep,
0: taco yep. lady Fortnite, and it shows the taco <gasps> lady it also shows this i'm just gonna drop this image in here oh, i don't is... i don't know if i trust I this it's just like what's... there's a taco dance emote and i guess this oh, is a fun wow. eat for the tacos is this bug snacks okay
2: yes this, this, <laughs> this is bug snacks wow it's got the eyes too i gotta get that emote yeah. Anyway, so, big fan of the taco character. I want more fucked up freaks.
1: Its name is Guaco. Oh wow,
2: this is news to me.
1: That's I don't know how to feel about that. But since we're <laughs> you know since we're talking about Fortnite, ass. Does anybody have like a hottest character in, in game, Fortnite or in general in in games? Anybody other than Dante? Because that's my <laughs> answer. Every Dante. Wait.
2: I don't know who Dante Devil is. Devil May Cry,
1: yeah, Dante from oh, the from the Devil May
2: Cry. Oh, not my style. None of those Fair. characters, like all of them, I'm like, this is someone's type and it's not mine. Have <laughs> you seen? Have
1: you seen Nico in the new one?
2: I have like, played a bit girl. of the new one. I don't know who anybody is. though. It's fine. Oh yeah, the like really put on Southern lady. Um, <laughs> you think she's Virginia? Hottest character. Oh no, that's um <laughs> <It's not> mid Atlantic.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does have a 1920s mid Atlantic fake accent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um wow, well that's a hard one because I feel like there's so many characters that like this game is horny. You know what I mean? Like sure. You get like a near that's like a horny game. You got mm-hmm. like a uh, what's it called? Um Bayonet, Bayonetta that's uh-huh. like really horny. Although who's into that, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean Okay. Yeah. Not here to not judge, but from also the, from the
1: fashion perspective. It's just
2: like such a like here are my like, I like it two, for the art like glasses from two thousand and four and my like gun shoes and my hair yeah. clothes. Yes. Like yeah. I don't get I don't get the appeal, but whatever, more power to it. Yeah. Body
1: spandex. It's a I little Hideo Kojima. Does... It's like Hideo Kojima yes. in a different direction.
2: Which I think is like not my vibe for horny Fair. characters. Fair. I mean I think the taco lady's up there for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's really beautiful and Waco. seems delicious. Agreed. Um there's also the suggestive aspect of her being a taco and a woman.
0: <laughs> uh, it's not a mask.
2: Oh, no, that is no, that is real. That's for real. Oh, yeah. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting character question. Mm, yeah. Mm. I'll think about it. I haven't okay. really ruminated on like the characters I'm most horny for in games. So <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'll get back to you. What?
0: That's not a thing everybody does. Yeah, I got nothing for you, Nelson. I don't. uh, uh,
1: It's just uh, Uh, the obvious answer is Bowser. Oh yeah, he's thick. Of course, Mm -hmm, of course. mm -hmm. You know who's also
2: thick? Like something I did notice when they made all the Mario games like HD for the Wii U was like playing Mario Kart Eight and being on a scooter with Wario and being like, oh my god, his butt! Like Mario, another great ass. Double cheeked
0: up. Yeah. Dump truck ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I would go with Wario. Yeah, that's where he keeps
1: his riches. <laughs> his, his vast riches just tucked in there. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, that, that just
0: devolved. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where... Like, am I going to end this on, on, on horny, on hottest I video
1: mean, game f- characters? Find a better note, I dare you. <laughs> uh, Abby, anything, anything that you feel like you want to just be like hey here's a here's a platform let's talk about this
2: um like should i promote stuff is that what you're asking oh
1: or just anything anything it's interesting because like giant
0: bomb like giant Bomb's got a mode right and it's like everyone everyone talks about the games they're playing and everything and then talk about Mm -hmm. news i'm talking specifically about podcasts i don't want to limit it to everything uh but uh yeah, I don't know. Is there ever a point, like, sometimes we just go on, like, giant, t- like, last episode, like, Nelson and I, like, spent, like, what did we spend, like, 45 minutes
1: just talking about The Last of Us's mm-hmm. plot? Mm-hmm. Um, I spent so, a bunch of time before that talking about how bad Star Wars is, but how much I love it. Star yeah, Wars w- is great. I'll keep saying that.
2: Okay. I don't have any, um, anything I want to soapbox at the moment, but <laughs> thank you for giving me the platform. Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we have stuff on Giant Bump too, where it's just like, oh, we're just gonna have a real big like divergence on like how chickens shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is a real thing we've done on stuff before. <laughs> uh-huh. How do they <laughs> so, shit,
0: and how is it different um, than that costume you bought for Through cloaca,
2: which okay. is the same. That's they right. Both shit pee and lay their eggs through the same hole. That's what we've learned. Okay. Cloaca you know, efficiency,
1: okay. yeah.
2: And they get pregnant through a cloacal kiss, where they touch cloacas because the men and the girls, boys and girls, both have cloacas. Oh. Any more questions? No, I think <laughs> we did our research mid episode this... for that one. <laughs> and You're I remember very informative
0: all of it. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Does Yoshi have a cloaca?
2: Oh, I can only assume. Mm. I, I assume everything Oh, I don't know if reptile reptiles have cloacas. I assume everything that lays an egg does. It's a question for next time, I guess.
0: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll answer that and come back with, with the results. Um Abby. Yes. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. It's been very fun.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad we we solved a lot of questions. How (laughs) how did did chicken shit? (laughs) Is is Virginia in the South? Uh, How (laughs) how dummy thick is Wario? The answer very. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, Abby, where can people find you if they don't know
2: already? (laughs) Um, I am a content producer for GiantBomb.com. You can check out my work there. You can also see me online on Twitter, especially, um, my handle is at Y B B A A A B B Y. It's very simple. You can just search Abby Russell. I'm sure you'll find me.
0: Do you, do you have a pronunciation for that? Cause I always read it as no. y- y-
2: a lot of people do. Um, I do not. Okay. I wrote it as a thing that could never be pronounced and then people were constantly trying to say it. Uh, one time I submitted a question for Larry King's show Larry King Now (laughs) he read it and then said uh, my username on it and it was thrilling
0: (laughs) we got a a question here from Yababi from Brooklyn yeah
2: basically
1: (laughs) (laughs) just thicker frames and then just (laughs) spenders Nelson where can people find you if you want to follow me and my exploits uh, you can find me at Whitico on pretty much everything that's W-H-I-T-T-I-C-O um twitter twitch don't quote me on that um art station and dribble um if you also go to c o, that'll link you out to everything um and i'm also on the video game book club at videogamebook.club um pretty soon we'll be doing an episode on final fantasy 7 the original not the remake um so look forward to that awesome
0: uh, and you can find me at Dylan Alvento. Uh, it's D-Y-L-A-N-I-L-V-E-N-T-O. Um, if you like this podcast, you will to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at Ward Video Games on Twitter or ward-games.com on our brand spanking new Ward Games website. Mm, mm, it's new. Mm, mm. It looks pretty. It, it is. It's, it's cool. You should check it out. Um,
2: wow, <laughs> I'm there.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, we also have just a bunch of stuff that recently went up or... PAX Online panel should have gone up before this talking about how to fund video games has a bunch of people from Game Publishing on there to talk about it so go back on the feed and check it out but uh, Abby thank you again for joining us thank
2: you for having me of course, of course
0: of uh, course and until next time bye bye bye